Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hare. Oh, hey, hey. Garrett Price. How's it going? And Mr. Production Guy, Jared Wackley, over there, a little <laughs> chilly up? in my hoodie. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> We're back, talking Dynasty Fantasy Football after a great, fantastic holiday weekend, if you're an American. Uh, we had a good, long, beautiful weekend here in Cleveland. I hope everybody got to do a lot of uh, splishing, splashing, walking, talking, uh, boozing, snoozing, hanging, banging, all that oh. fun stuff. I hope it was a good weekend for you. Like, it was a good weekend for me. I enjoyed it. Tanned. Yeah. A little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I got some good sun. Yeah, so we're back. I smoked a bunch of ribs. You smoked what? Bunch I thought of he was ribs. about to say something he, he else. Said, like, what, Gary? You did what? What kind of ribs. reefer is ribs? My man. <laughs> is that that new Juicy. Is that new Got a finger-licking barbecue reefer. Like, yeah, get it, Gary. Get it. Ribs are red. My eyes are red. Voice now sounds like that for some reason. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So we're here uh, talking some QB buys, QB sells. But just as hope as I hope all your weekends were splendid, let me tell you about our splendid advertising partner that this show is brought to you by, and that is Prize Picks. And you want to know why Prize Picks is so sweet? Because this is the number one uh, prop bet website you can get onto. No more run. Numero uno. Yeah. So you get on there, you make prop bets, you deposit a little cash, you get them right, you go up to 10 times your money. And it, they, they give you options for all different kinds of sports. Probably sports I don't even heard of, but if you like the regular sports like MMA, golfing, people racing with things with wheels on them, football, baseball, you can get all these bets in. Like How are at all the same those time. sports the regular sports first before baseball, football, and basketball? Well, it depends. I mean, if you live somewhere, it like the number on one who, sport would be this who, thing. Who you are. Well, it's a yeah. football show. Well, if you live in like Montana, the number one sport is probably like wrangling horses. Like, uh, probably not. Billy's the number one prospect <laughs> over there at wrangling. He wears wranglers. Uh, that's a possibility. But if you like wrangling and you want to put some prop bets on it, they probably got that for you too. They and might. you can wrangle yourself in right into some cash right here. And cause they let you mix the sports up. It's like instead of mixed martial arts, it's mixed martial betting. And that's what it gives you an opportunity. And as each state slowly starts to gain more access to, uh, betting on, on sports, you're going to have a better opportunity to get the prize picks. Ohio is about to open up. They say the latest January 1st, 2023, they announced what tomorrow what the day is nice uh well we'll have legal sports here in ohio yes and then i gotta stop that helps me because i don't just drive to uh new york anymore to go make all my action Jared, my action is Mon- montana on the list i don't know okay <laughs> come oh, on wow. we need to bet on that wrangling before before rich alienates all any more states can you can we get a list of that really quick <laughs> ohio is number one to my heart right. just me personally it's my favorite state if you're so, a listener in montana we'll send you a shirt yep uh, Whoa, if you make a, a prize picks bet, we will. Oh, speaking of that, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to, if you, if you're just like blown away when you get there, like all what they give you by using the promo code nerds, right? They're gonna give you a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred bucks. If you think that's awesome, but wait, there's so much more. <laughs> we will also hook you up with the most comfortable t-shirt in the world. Guaranteed to increase your looks, your wardrobe, and probably your sexual interactions. Just probably. Not making promises. Matt would work. Me, eh, 50-50. But, I mean, these shirts are the best. I mean, look at Matt. Matt's got the new Miami Dolphins color shirts on. Dude, I like those a lot. These are the, yeah. We got some new ones coming. Yep. Uh, We like these new sport teams so much. So, look, because we got got Green Bay. We got New England. Mm -hmm. We got the Browns. We got the Dolphins. Am I missing someone? Packers. Oh, and the Packers. That's Green Bay. I think so. Yeah, you think so? um, I was listening, but we were. So I was checking out. We're gonna order some because we got a lot of requests for Pittsburgh. We're gonna get some Pittsburgh colors in. We're gonna do uh, the Bills and Giants. Right. Those look really nice. I like the Lions ones. I like the Chargers powder blues. Yeah. The Cowboys are okay with the gray shirt. So those Carolina ones weren't that bad either. Well, we're gonna guess what? We'll see. All the ones that we, we think are okay were coming. too, don't we? We do have Patriots ones, which yeah. I said as well. Um, <laughs> you, you, you really weren't listening. I don't, really you don't, I don't know how you produce when you don't listen. <laughs> he doesn't. Montana um, is outlawed, and that's what I was looking up. Hey, so. did you guys know the promo code's nerds? No, thanks for telling us that too. So yeah, I mean, stay stay tuned. If it's your if it's your team, we might have a shirt coming 
nurture too. I think I'm gonna just order my like a limited basis, like five large, five XLs, whatever. You know click what click the link in the show notes, takes you to a Google form, fill that out, and we will send you a shirt and then we'll verify your uh, prize picks eligibility. You're only eligible if you use the promo code NERDS. So let's get into some quarterback buys. Garrett, kick us off. Kick us. Kick us off. Kick, kick us, us in the tuck us. Kick us in the face. With your quarterback buys. All right. So my buys are ones that I've talked about before. They are continual buys. They're, they're evergreens. My cells in the next show, however, are not. They are they're okay. very new. Okay. I like a man that sticks with his uh, like players. Like I never do that. It's always somebody different every time. I've never said sell Derrick Henry ever. Never once. Never. And and that's why we like you. Uh, but <laughs> I am going with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is Mr. Continually Underrated. For back-to-back seasons, he has been quarterback 13. But I want to remind everyone what's been going on in the Las Vegas Raiders world. Last season, Darren Waller, his number one target, banged up almost all of the season. Their head coach, John Gruden, did some weird stuff. Arrivederci. He gone. Bye-bye. They had so much turmoil, and he still finished his quarterback 13 despite only having 22 touchdown passes. Now, this season... They added a uh, familiar face for, at least for Derek Carr. That's Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the NFL over the past few seasons. In fact, in every season that he has played 14 or games or more since 2016, his lowest touchdown total has been 10. That's been the, so he's had double-digit touchdowns every single season that he's played 14 games or more since 2016. And that's only one season, which he didn't, which he only played 12 games. But... That was the big thing missing for Derek Carr last year. He had good passing yards. He had good totals. And now we he is in a division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and now Russell Wilson. Mahomes and Herbert, their offenses were both top five last year in yardage and in points per game. So we know that those games are going to be absolute shootouts. It was a little bit lower for the Broncos, but the addition of Russell Wilson, we expect that to be a much higher tempo offense, a lot more uh, fireworks with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams, all of those playmakers that they have. So every division game is going, we're expecting it to be shootout. We're expecting it to be high point totals. I'm guessing, you know, every time you look at those games with Vegas, they're going to be high totals. That just spells fantasy goodness for Derek Carr. So, once again, I think he is an excellent buy. You're able to get him. And, of course, I just lost my place. I believe currently he's going off the board as quarterback 15. Jared, can you double-check that? I had it, and I just lost it. Um, but regardless, he's once again a great value. He's still young enough that you're going to be able to get five or six seasons out of him as your quarterback, too. But he's a quarterback, two that's put up borderline quarterback ones one numbers in back-to-back season. So it would not shock me at all with the addition of, of Devonte Adams with a healthy, uh, uh, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro coming back. It would not shock me at all to see him finally this year enter into that quarterback one conversation. Yeah. I mean, that's some dynasty deliciousness right there for all the reasons you just uh, mentioned. And definitely when you're talking about super flex leagues, when you talk about a quarterback and why they go so high in fantasy football is when you look at Derek Carr as a whole, now, uh, uh, fancy pros or uh, in PPR leagues as a whole in PPR leagues, Derek Carr, even as a QB two, was the 26th most highest scoring fantasy player in all of football last year. So even a quarterback two is still giving you that, those Top high 30 end numbers. numbers. He, they're, they're, QB sixteen, yep. QB sixteen, okay. Championship caliber difference makers, right? So in Derek Carr. I think the one thing that the only thing that sucks is we've been talking about buying Derek Carr now for Forever. a couple of years on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, been a big proponent of his kind of just want to scratch off again uh, Devonte Adams here. So his price has come up. He has he's had, he's come up. You mentioned back to back finishes, mm-hmm. but still, what looks like an overpay could be an underpay tomorrow. And with the way the QB landscape is looking right now, I can I can I can justify whatever that you're paying is probably most likely fair. In Superflex leagues, and let's be fair, all the quarterbacks we're talking about today, let's let's envision it from a Superflex standpoint. If you are in a one QB league, 
I mean, you might need QB help. These guys' price tags drastically drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, I love that as a buy as well. I mean, Derek Carr, obviously, we, he's been doing it year in and year out. Like you said, he's very consistent. He feels like the next kind of Kirk Cousins guy to like go underappreciated and then kind of kind of burst through that a little bit and, and people mm-hmm. are going to start uh, jumping on the bandwagon, especially now that he's got a top-end talent uh, on the roster in um, in Devontae Adams. And, you know, you, you lose you lose Waller and you're, you're stuck with um, – uh, what's his name? Catching passes. He's just a shorter guy. That's that's not going to be able to do a lot in the red zone. Hunter Renfro. Um, Hunter, Hunter Renfro. Thank you uh, for my brain not working. Long weekend and all uh, <laughs> on the name there. But um, so it's it. You know he's going to get a huge. I think a huge boost in in the TD cut uh, the production this this year. Absolutely. And and part of the thing that sold me on top of this was how inexpensive Derek Carr was to buy. So I was using the the trade finder. Uh, a 24 first. So we're talking two years out in Amon Ross St. Brown for Derek Carr. Um, for giving up two first, you get Derek Carr, Derek Henry, and DK Metcalf. Holy uh, hmm. For Derek Carr, Miles Sanders, Davis Mills, and a fourth. Can uh, I bring up a trade I did? Yeah, go ahead. I sent Kyle Yates, our buddy. Yeah. Trey Lance, a 2022 second. And I got a 2024 first, Travis Etienne, and Derek Carr. There you go. Love it. That was Ooh. in the league. We're all in together. Oh, yeah. That's wow. the Nerds Invitational. Nerds calculator. Right. Thank uh, you, Kyle. Yeah. I uh, love you. Jared uh, texted me that right afterwards. I'm like, wow, you really got it. Right? Well, the first was is I got that inside information about Trey Lance. Yeah. And then uh, I moved uh, on that. Yeah, Jared's like, I'm about to send this trade offer right away because I know Kyle Yates loves He loves uh, Loves him. And then he texted me back. He's like, he's like, I just got all this. I'm like, oh my God, what kind of lube you did? He's like, nah, no lube, buddy. Man. <laughs> yeah. What a monster trade. All right. Well, yep. so I, I just think, I think he's always been undervalued. I think even though his value has risen, he's still undervalued. And this is the best supporting cast he's ever had in his career. <laughs> what lube. Yeah, and I wish, and I wish there would be like, like I think Trey Lance is that perfect guy to move, like to make that package for Derek Carr. Like you hope Trey Lance, like, goes way beyond Derek Carr. But like, even if he like flounders out, you like, you're, I hope he is Derek Carr. You know, I hope he is quarterback thirteen. Right. Like, I hope that's like worst case scenario. So like, getting all that on top of that, the twenty four first Travis Etienne, like that's like what a what a deal. You know what I mean? Yep, and absolutely. There's players out, and those are the kind of players that you want to make those moves for, right? Those for sure quarterbacks that you know are going to come in and they're going to produce. And we felt about that that way again with Derek Carr the whole time. Now you bring in his college quarter uh, wide receiver who did, they did exactly what they did. What well, they both, what, what Devonte Adams did in green Bay is what they did in college. Yep. When they come out of Fresno state, Devonte Adams was the same thing in the NFL. He was a touchdown machine. He let all college receivers in touchdowns coming out and people and were like, he, well, you and know, he Derek was a, he was a target monster too. And right. Derek Carr does like to, you know, fix fixate in on guys. And now, you know, we, we saw a perfect example of that with, with Hunter Renfro last year, but now he's going to have a, a much better athlete and, and a much better right. target. I think to be kind of funneling a lot of stuff too. This won't be the last time we talk about Derek Carr no. and funneling. So, uh, yeah, I love that buy. Matt, you want me to go or do you, would you like, would you, you go for like it, man? Yeah, go okay. ahead. My buy in, uh, this is going to be a little bit different on the spectrum. I'm going Jameis Winston. You know, Jameis Winston, we know he, he's had his struggles. Jameis it's always Jameis Winston. <laughs> Jameis. Jameis Winston has had his struggles as an NFL quarterback. We should do times. shots of Jameson every time he <laughs> oh, that would that. die. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have um, to stay the night. I mean, he's somebody that even in his, his season that got him fired, right, his 32-30 season, he finished as quarterback five. Like, right. he still had over 5,000 yards. He was quarterback five. Last year, he got hurt week seven, tore his ACL, hurt his MCL. Um, only threw like six passes, was, was was okay. Ended up uh, on QB's weeks one through six, where he was actually healthy. Ended up averaging about 18.66, which was QB 17 overall on a points-per-game basis, was 23 overall. But for Jameis' standpoint, that early part in New Orleans, he took a big step mentally, processing information. 14 touchdowns, only four interceptions. So he's somebody that came in and looked better uh, for New Orleans. Signs a contract extension there, bringing a new coach, Dennis Allen. They sign Jarvis Landry. They give up a boatload of draft capital to get Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. So now Jameis is in a situation where he's got a healthy Alvin Kamara. Because even when he was the quarterback, he didn't have a healthy 
uh, trio there. We know the Michael Thomas uh, news with his foot injury hasn't played in a couple of years. So Jameis was still like thrown to his other quarterback, essentially. Um, so he's <laughs> coming. In. Hill, that took me a second. That took me yeah. a second also. <laughs> but yes, he was. But he's coming in now with a fresh start to the season with Alvin Kamara, who we know his number one asset is catching the football, right? So that's going to boost Jameis. Michael Thomas hopefully can come back hopefully. and just be a fraction of himself, right? Yeah. Which is coming off a season where he just dominated most receptions, yards, touchdowns. He was the guy. They signed Jarvis Landry. And Jarvis Landry, yes, he was banged up last year. But going into last year, on a, over eight years, Jarvis Landry averaged 95 receptions per season. They bring in Chris Lobby, a very savvy route runner, a guy who could take the top off of defense. Again, who they gave up a ton of draft capital, including a future first, to draft him. He's a part of that offense. Adam Troutman, uh, a, a nice tight end that offers some upside. It could be a nice sleeper this year out of mm-hmm. Dayton, who we knew took time to develop, but he had a lot of uh, attributes that we liked coming out of Dayton. Right. We knew as being a Dayton flyer that he would take time to develop, right. so maybe he could take a step forward. So there's a lot going on there in New Orleans to help elevate Jameis Winston's success. Now, do I think Jameis Winston is going to be a QB1? Probably not, but I would not be surprised in the least if he finishes where Derek Carr finished last year as QB13. Mm-hmm. And I haven't looked in the trade finder yet to see what deals he goes on. We keep doing these buy-sell trades, and I'm like, oh, I need to go in the trade finder to see the actual trades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should do a better job. I'm um, working on it. <laughs> you know, but, so, but to me, I'll get some I would envision, a, like, if that's what you're paying for Derek Carr, Jameis Winston's pennies on the dollar right. when it comes to Derek oh, absolutely. Carr. absolutely. First trade. He's still under 30 years old. He has time to still reestablish himself as a long-term answer at quarterback. First trade, I see two. All right, so 2022 second and a 2023 second for Jameis Winston. The Superflex Leagues? Yes. Yeah. You like that? I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. <sighs> Antonio Gibson. I'll just, I'll just, uh, for Jameis like Winston. I like it. I don't love Gardner it. Like it. And Gar- for Jameis and Gardner? What, what, what was it again? Say it one yes. more time. Sorry. Uh, Antonio Gibson for Jameis Winston and Gardner. Eh. I love it. I love the Jameis side. Do you? Yeah. Dude, what, okay. what's, I'm worried about Antonio Gibson, but I have my worries about Worried? Yeah. What? What? Here's my here's my biggest. The word. world's on fire around David Antonio Gibson. You should be more than worried. You should be trying to find a wet blanket. Stop <laughs> drop and roll, Garrett. Stop drop and roll. Here's what I'm. I'm just worried that this is their like one kind of year where they're trying to get their salary cap right. They're just kind of throwing a guy out there. They're trying to get through this one year with Jameis Winston so they can draft the guy next year. That's what I'm worried about. I think that's on Jameis Winston to make that decision. Do they have their Do they have their first next year? No, was that, they yes. traded away for Chris Olave. They really, yeah. So yeah. they don't have it. That's what I thought, dude. They traded away for Chris again. They gave they up doing? a lot for Chris Olave. <laughs> dude, they gave up a lot. For, they gave what up a first, uh, I think a second and a third to get Chris Olave. Essentially, mm-hmm. like it's Jameis wasn't bad last year. He wasn't. And and Matt, one of my point, my point is okay. So even in Superflex League, like somehow if Jameis puts up an okay uh, year, then he he's gonna go somewhere else. But right now the landscape, I mean, I can't. They're all in. The Saints are all in. Mm-hmm. I. The way he looked last year, I personally wouldn't put him on a buy if I don't think he's going to have some success. No, I understand. And again, I, I don't just, look at it from an aspect of, like, will he be a stud? I just think, you know, him eating those Ws told me all I need to know about how much time he would need to like be in the league to, like, mature, right? Because, like, mature people aren't eating Ws. I'm eating Ws. Right, right. But, like, Garrett's not eating Ws at church. Like, I would still eat Ws at church. Yeah. Garrett would not. He's you know mature. I mean? so, so All that's right. me. And I understand. Child, I'm 42, and yeah. I'm still trying to get there. No, what, I get what it. are you eating? Oh, W's all day. Oh, oh, don't make the noise. In the don't way. make the noise. <laughs> They're salty. <laughs> I can't. I can't take these things out. <laughs> um, so I mean, I mean, look at the first two trades you get. I mean, you'd rather have Antonio listen, Gibson than Jameis Winston in the Superflex leagues. In a Superflex I'll league, stab you with that apple pen. <laughs> I'm going to put that down. Safety first. Yes, I would like to have Antonio Gibson. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you would take like a, a lucky just, to be running back two over a quarterback two in Super Bowl. I just, do I just not, mentioned he was 26 overall as a quarterback two. I do two. not believe in him long term. So I, that that's where me and you differ. I just, I don't think it's. But you believe in Antonio Gibson long term? I'll just take my chance with the running back at this point and, and move on. Wow, interesting in a Superflex league. I think James Winston will be able to put up okay numbers. 
Okay. From a fantasy standpoint, but not Way a, more than Tony. But Gibson. not enough. I don't think he's going to be able to protect the ball well enough that they're going to be like, yeah, this is my guy. I'm going to sign him long term, and he's going to be a factor in two years. So you give up Antonio Gibson, or you give up two seconds. Come week six with these weapons where they're all healthy, he's quarterback fourteen. Who's going to give your biggest return on 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 your investment? I no, I understand. It it, it would it would be James Winston in a superflex league would get a better return. And we mentioned about a couple yeah. buys. We said like some of these buys I like is just like good investments. They don't have sure. to be long term. Like I feel like when I'm paying for Jameis Winston today, as long as you come to Superflex, somebody's gonna need a quarterback help at some point. So even if I don't even like, even if I'm not a contender, right? So like my second and third look pretty enticing. And say I'm I finished his fourth this year, and I, I I expect to finish around fourth again. My second round pick straight up in 23 looks pretty enticing for Jameis Winston for sure. I give that second. There's a good chance I can flip that for a better return. And then worst case, if he pans out and I can't go what I want, I still have a young quarterback on my roster if, if and you, I give a second for if, him and if, rebuild. If, if you frame it that way, I'm, I'm, I feel a little bit better about it. But it's it's as long as you're, you're framing it like, hey, buy, and then whenever he produces, sell Well, what the, hell is, what the hell is the point of being Van Gogh of Dynasty over here if I'm not going to frame it? <laughs> Nice job. Thank you, You're Van Gogh. Just don't cut your ear off. Uh, he All right. So he's, he's, Fun fact, he didn't cut his whole ear off. He just cut his earlobe off. Uh, he's currently at quarterback 25. Uh, the guys around him, Davis Mills, uh, Matt Ryan, Desmond Ritter. Uh, and I think I think that's a good range for him. Like I, I think him and Mills are really close. I think they're both in similar situations where they need to prove something this year, but yeah. they're young with upside. So I, I think that's the right range for him. And that the... The trade offer for the two seconds, I think I would be willing to make that deal and feel pretty good about it. Are you as grossed out about as Matt is over there? No, no. I don't think I'm quite as all in, but I'm not quite as eh as he is too. Yeah. I, just, I, I think him and Gibson are close. I think I'd rather Winston, but I, it's close. But I appreciate the eh about it. I thought he was being a little bitchy about it. But when when <laughs> Brian when Brian Robinson is just a guy and Antonio Gibson is handling the lion's share of the responsibilities there from the running back position, you guys will well. You really minimize gluteus minimus and, and Judy McKissick. <laughs> Great minds. It's not hard to minimize. It's You're not gluteus minimus. It's not hard to minimize either one of those You're guys. Smart guy there are much. pretty many. And I don't yeah. like the fact that dude. And again, I. Listen, going to the season, I liked Tony Gibson a ton. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be like Elton John, Rocket Man, right? right? But then all of a sudden, they're like, you hear about the. No, that's the, Josh Allen, remember? He's Rocket Man, Kyler Murray's Tiny Dancer. Yeah, Tiny yeah. Dancer. Yeah. Just a couple yeah. of those. But like, at the same time, like, when you, we heard all these rumors about them, like, interested in running backs, bringing them in, signing them, like, oh, that's kind of weird. And it doesn't happen. Then they bring back Jamie McKissick because they really want him. Then, like, they draft Brian Robin a third. third. And then last week, Rivera's out there, like, oh, yeah, we're going to use all three as a committee. Like, I believe in a true committee. You're like, well, kick me in the nugs because I can't use anybody now. Well, one of them will get injured. And, and Carson Wentz will start straightening itself out, and we'll, we'll figure it all out. It'll be fine. All right. Well, and Matt, Jameis Winston will be throwing W's and or interceptions and eating W's and fumbling the ball at an alarming rate come week five. Have you seen his workout videos? He'll be fine. Oh, yeah, dude. Sure. It's great. I heard that he's already <laughs> walking with a limp. Sounds great. Oh, I heard that too. <laughs> sounds like That's he's just swag. It's That's so, just swag. No, swag. That's no it sounds it like he's in super great shape. He's ready for the season. <laughs> oh my God. You never stubbed your toe on a Lego. <laughs> All right, Matt. All right. Don't one up me. Add some carbonation. Seven up me right now at your buy. I am not going to one up you. I'm going to go like the old cheap route here for my buy. What the hell do you think cheap? I just did? You think this was like an expensive buy? Two seconds for a quarterback at the Superflex. I'll take your two and cut it in half. <laughs> Things just got real interesting. All right, I'm going two half a second. Wow. <laughs> Woo. That's a first. Oh, my gosh. Careful cutting. All right, so, so my guy's Matt Ryan. 37-year-old Matt Ryan. Um, he's, got, he's currently got an ADP of 137. He's going off the board as QB 19. And li- last year, obviously – off season for him, right? Terrible season. Uh, he was QB twenty eight. He had absolutely nothing around nothing. him. Offensive Zero. offensive line was terrible. And this guy's a thirty seven year old immobile quarterback. Um, I think last year uh, they had the twenty seventh best offensive line there in Atlanta, um, according to PFF. They allowed two hundred pressures. Two hundred pressures. Under pressure. So that's a ridiculous amount for a guy that's thirty seven years old can't move. Obviously, this off season goes to Indy. One of the better offensive lines in the league. They actually weren't all that great last year in pass pro, but they've mm-hmm. done a lot to kind of upgrade that. Um, they let Eric Fisher go, who, Fisher, was, yep. who was coming off of, I think it was, oh God, it was, I think it was Achilles or an ACL. I can't remember uh, when they signed him last offseason. 
Um, <coughs> but they made a lot of good moves there. They, they brought in Dennis Kelly, Matt Pryor, just two solid guys um, to kind of shore up the offensive line. They also used a, a third-round draft pick on uh, Bernard Raymond. I can't mm-hmm. remember. He's um, from Central Michigan, right? Central Michigan. Eric yeah. Bernie. Bernie. Eric Fisher Achilles. Eric Fisher Achilles. Thank you. Um, uh, former tight end type of guy, one of these guys that uh, all the draft Knicks kind of had in the late first, uh, early second round range. So another guy on the offensive line to kind of uh, bolster that and, and and upgrade that situation. And obviously he's coming in to a situation in Indy where he's got much better targets. And they got, sure. they got him one in Alec Pierce, another one in Alec Pierce. Um, and they just have a very, very strong offensive line for running the ball too, which we, we did a show last, was it last year uh, on Matt Ryan's efficiency when he, when he's doing play action compared to when he's not. And, and it's night and day when he's able to hand the ball off effectively and get some easy passes off play action. Matt Ryan is a completely different quarterback. And if you look into his history, this he's, he's good for at least 4,000 yards and around 27, 28 touchdowns. And, and he's a guy that takes care of the ball too. He, he usually has very minimal. It's at least a two to one, if not higher, ratio touchdown to interception. So you're not having to pay a lot too, which which is the biggest thing with Matt Ryan at this point, with his advanced age and the crappy year that he had last year. I went in the trade finder, and it's mostly just hey, a, a twenty twenty two second, like if if they had ended the draft or a twenty twenty three. I, I saw I think a twenty twenty four second. So they're. He's super cheap and in super flex, a second round draft pick for a guy that's definitely going to outproduce his QB 19 status, I think, going mm-hmm. this year, going in, in, into this year, and definitely uh, his QB 28 from last year. He, he's going to be a viable, a viable quarterback, too, for super flex, and you can get him super cheap. So that's really my the big crux of it. I mean, obviously, the system is another a huge upgrade. Carson Wentz last year had one of his better seasons. Um, putting up 27 touchdowns against seven interceptions where the, just the previous season, he was at a 16 to 15 ratio before, before uh, arriving with Frank Reich. So Frank Reich knows how to uh, play to strengths. And, and there's a ton of offseason reports already coming out about there was one that uh, what's his name? Uh, Pittman said, Oh, Matt Ryan can just put it wherever he wants. Like yeah. he kind of, kind of, it's kind of sticking, jabbing uh, Carson once a little bit there, but it just shows that he's already building rapport. This guy's a professional quarterback. He's been there, done that um, so many times. And I expect his numbers to just kind of bounce right and, back. And only to help your point, he's actually quarterback 27 on sleeper. Okay. Uh, so his ADP is even significantly even worse there. So that might be redraft or something at 19. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, so that only helps your argument even more. And, and a second-round draft pick, for, for me, is it – one second round draft pick for a guy that I know I'm going to get one good year out of at least, maybe mm-hmm. even two. That's the layup that I'm going to take in, as opposed to the Jameis Winston where you're giving up two. And you might have some bigger games here and there, but you might have some really crappy games where he throws three interceptions and fumbles the ball four times. So um, I'll, I'll go with Matt Ryan. But a better situation overall, like you mentioned. Uh, even in his very down year in PPR leagues, he was quarter, he was 40, the 40s. Seventh highest scoring fantasy player last year, again, the power of the quarterback. In standard leagues, he was quarter, he was the 25th best player at all. You mentioned the Michael Pittman Jr. You mentioned the offensive line. You mentioned Jonathan Taylor, which really opens up some things for him. Oh, absolutely. They're, they've been very adamant about getting Naheem Hines back involved again, who is one of my favorite PPR running backs. Um, out there today, I did a whole video about him a couple of years buying. Uh, didn't work out last year, but they're trying to get him re-involved. And you got to remember, they like Naheem Hines. When they re-signed him, at the time, he was the seventh highest paid like running back in the NFL at the time that he did sign his extension. Uh, you mentioned they're bringing Alec Pierce. They Alec also Pierce. saw Paris Campbell there, uh, mm-hmm. somebody who they like Can ever as get well, healthy. who's pretty healthy. You know, he says he's fast. 100% healthy, right? So we'll see. Or no, that was, today. That was what's his name? Uh, Curtis Samuel. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm confusing. Same, same issue. I'm confusing Ohio State. Ohio Inj- State injury State. prone. Yep. I like the idea of what you mentioned, Matt. You probably get two years out of Matt Ryan too. Probably. So it, it's you know anytime you get two years out of a player, that's a pretty good investment, definitely for a second. Obviously, Jameis offers uh, the upside of youth, youth there and, and more years, correct? But Matt Ryan playing in a dome, which helps them, just like you know in, in Atlanta, but a much better situation, like you mentioned. 
a smart quarterback to, to be able to get, the, get rid of the ball and put it in the right spot, and he's got the weapons to do it with. Right. I, the, the only question mark is really the tight end. Obviously, they don't really – I mean, they got Mo Ali Cox, and I know Matt Ryan likes to throw to the tight end. So Jelani he, Woods, baby. Jelani Woods, the third-round draft pick, might be the guy as well to emerge. We'll Interesting. see. Yeah. He's a big boy. Yep. But yeah, I don't – I mean – I like both those guys. I love any time you can find a cheap quarterback in Superflex that's going to give you QB2 numbers. And that's, that's a, still in that range, which is the top 24, right? And that's that's what I'm looking he, for. He's coming off such a, a down year. That's what I think. Obviously, that combined with his age is what really depressed his market. And, and, a, and a second round draft pick is easily recouped, I feel like, as well um, down the line. Yeah, and still, so. but still a QB2. And that's what people like. People right. are like, oh, wow, he's really bad. I got rid of him. It's like, he was quarterback 20. Is that good? No, but he's a quarterback two, which is. Still top 24 mm-hmm. in a Superflex League, which I just mentioned was the 56th highest scored player. He outscored CeeDee Lamb last year. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're going to start CeeDee Lamb on your roster, in your roster every single week, right? No question asked. No like, questions oh. asked, yeah. So but, why not this this old guy that is in your Superflex spot? It's the biggest advantage in Dynasty you could always take advantage of, of, of your league. It's finding ways to always manipulate it where you're taking advantage of the people that don't like the old players. It's... A, it's mm-hmm. It's such a way to streamline your teams to stay on top, to find those windows to get. And I love the idea of the two-year window because then it reopens a door for you to either regain the asset you gave up or better it at some point or any point mm-hmm. the following year. Because same thing, you give up a second for Matt Ryan, you play him this year, you win a championship, you high-five Matt for the recommendation, you buy 45 Dynasty Nerds, as, Dynasty Nerds shirts as a celebration, <laughs> and then... Going the next year, same Matt Ryan starts off. He's quarterback eighteen again, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and sell him for a second again, yep. and I'm getting a 24, 25. I'll, at that point, you're like, hey, dude, I'll take the 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 best second I can get. You just put it on your league. Sure. Somebody's like, hey, I'll give you a twenty five second, trying to be funny, and you're like, haha, jokes on you. Sold. Except, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'll take that bad boy real quick. Yep. You know, so I love those opportunities in Dynasty too. There's a way to manipulate those. Definitely early in the season, like this time of the year, why we're doing these shows, because even if your team falls apart from here to there, at some point in the season, you're most likely to be able to recoup that Somebody pick. will need a quarterback. The bye weeks are nuts. All the injuries oh, start absolutely. piling up. If you if you do, you know, you get you think you're getting stuck with a 37-year-old quarterback, you'll have a time during the, I, the season. When I, you get right I've on. been desperate enough before where I've traded a third-round pick for – the random guy that was starting for their normal injured quarterback. Exactly. You know, where the it's third like stringer. The yeah. third string guy uh, just because yeah. he's starting that week. Right. And I'm that desperate for a starting quarterback because I had two quarterbacks on by that week or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it it's not out of the realm of possibility at all that you could get a second or or maybe even a hair more it, at the midpoint of the season. Yeah, there's no difference in when like a running back goes down and we know like Jeff Wilson for the 49ers will be the quarterback for your entire playoffs or Justin Jackson for the Chargers will be sure. the playoffs running back for the future. Like, okay, that's going to help me win. Do you love them long term? No, but again, what is the goal of why we play the game? To win. To win championships. I, 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 you play Jeff Wilson, to I, win I, I, I traded for him at our trade deadline last year for a third-round draft pick because I had, um, what's his name? Uh, Elijah Mitchell. Thank you, Elijah Mitchell. And you'll do that just knowing it's a game. Yep, exactly. You're like, I just need one yep, game. I just need a game. And right. I made it to the championship. Good for, okay, good for you, buddy. Yeah, I lost. You. I lost. I like people round. that win championships. Those are the only kind of people I associate with. No, I lost. That's why that me and one. Garrett don't hang out on Big a Mike, basis. go hang out with Big <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Thanks, you and I hang out all the time. All the time. All the time. So, all right, before we go into our next guy, Garrett, let me tell you about one of our new friends that we're going to be talking about for the next month here. And that's Love it. new friends. Do they win championships? All the damn all time. All the time. We'll and hang. what's great about we'll them, them is they're we'll compatible hang. with the Dynasty GM. You got Ooh. teams on this platform. You put your uh, login info in the GM. Boom, you're getting audited by the GM. Now, <laughs> and that's FFPC. What is, you might hear us say, oh, it's, you know, when we're doing uh, the Dynasty uh, owner uh, uh reads or dynasty depot reads like oh they're all on ffpc you're like what is that like well they've never had a league fold they launched in 2010 ffpc is the home to the largest high stakes dynasty leagues in the community today over 1,000 active leagues currently running with new startups forming daily starting at 75 77 dollars up to 2500 entry per team various league scorings uh best ball super flex Unique triflex format with larger rosters and no kickers or defenses. Did you say triflex? Oh yeah, that's, a, that's when I work out. When I, I can only flex muscle. two times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dang it! FFPC <laughs> leagues are active year round. 
as renewals and trading begins shortly after the fantasy playoffs wrap up. Not a single FFPC Dynasty League has ever folded due to their deposit system, a high retention rate, and extremely active orphan process annually. FFPC is a licensed fantasy game operator, so all prizes are protected and paid promptly upon conclusion of the season. FFPC Dynasty League featured uh, frequent trades, especially around rookie drafts, as we all know. They're monitored and dedicated Dynasty commissioners to ensure a safe and level playing field. Uh, the Dynasty Maiden startups are filling now, featuring slow drafts that allow for on-the-clock trades during the draft. All you have to do is this. Go to myffpc.com. That's M-Y-F-F-P-C pc.com myffpc.com enter the promo code nerds, nerds on the payment page and they're gonna give you $35 off any new ffp startup registration click the link we have in the show notes and get more active in dynasty today nice all right and also let's talk quickly about ultimateautographs.com if you haven't gone there yet d- drop what you're doing Go there right now. Ultimateautographs.com is the place for all your autographed memorabilia. If you're sitting at home, you're like, oh, man, my fa- fan cave looks pretty lame. No no autographed helmets, no jerseys, no nothing. You want to you want a cost-effective way to get yourself some Jonathan Taylor merchandise, mm. some maybe Deshaun Watson merchandise, new Cleveland Brown. Uh, there's already Tyreek Hill. Devonte Adams on their new teams. All of that's already Ooh. in there. You can get all of that stuff on ultimateautographs.com. It's fun. It's it's the competitive nature of that live break room is my personal favorite part. You can go in there, use a promo code nerds. You get $5 off your first break spot in the UA live break room. You're going to love it. I love it. Use promo code nerds for $5 off your first live break spot at ultimateautographs.com. Now give me your ultimate dynasty tight end buy. Oh, I will. <laughs> don't you, don't you worry. Uh-huh. Don't you worry. All right. So my uh, tight end buy, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, my buys were guys that I've talked about before. My these, buys are guys. These, these, are, these are not new names if you've listened to me before. The cells are new names, but the buys are not. And I think the best buy, no, not a sponsor, but the best buy uh, is Cole Komet at tight end. Cole Komet going into that third year. We always talk about that third year breakout. He is going into his third season, currently going off the board on sleeper at tight end 13, behind guys like Dawson Knox, behind guys like uh, Noah Fant. And last season, he had 60 receptions for 612 yards. But here's a few things that I found really interesting. Cole Komet has not missed a single game yet. He has been incredibly healthy over his first two seasons. He now is finally gotten rid of Jimmy Graham. Are we sure? <laughs> probably. Has, He's probably gotten rid of Jimmy he, Graham. Has he announced his retirement yet? <laughs> there, I'm 98% sure that we're rid of Jimmy Graham. Right. Uh, he averaged last year more targets and more yards with Justin Fields out there than he did with Andy Dalton. He was the eighth most targeted tight end last year. Now, here's the really interesting thing. Tight ends one through seven in targets finished as tight ends one through seven in total points. So we see a clear correlation between targets and points. Top seven. For everyone except for Cole Komet. For Cole Komet. (laughs) He was number eight last year in targets, but yet he finished as tight end 19. So there is some very positive regression coming if what we've seen with all of the other tight ends that are getting 85 or more targets comes true for Cole Komet. The big thing for him, it was the touchdowns. The t- he, he finished the season with not a single touchdown. Now, I'm, I'm not a betting man, but if I were, mm-hmm. I would probably place a bet that he's going to have one or more touchdowns this season. Just a hunch. Just a hunch. Partly because there's nobody there. There is no one to catch passes in Chicago. Except for Darnell Mooney. It's Darnell Mooney. That's all I agree. Cole Komet. And that's it. Right now we're looking at Valus Jones hey, as a possibility. He's a mature 
prospect. Hey, he's going to have a great, you know, long three-year career I, and then hang him up due to old age. I'll say this. I like Bayless. I've been drafting a lot of Bayless Jones. I actually like Bayless. He's, got good, he's a good yeah, value. This year because I do too. I, it, they have nobody. Kid. He's super mature. Yeah. Like, dude, he, like, he was teaching. He was a college professor and a college football player all at once because he was so old there. <laughs> so, like, to me, like, this, I like I like him as an actor. Yeah, I do. But, you know, it, it's very unproven player. Still commit. Yeah. Ecumenia St. Brown is, like, their other top guy. Like, Byron. Like, these are all like the names that fantasy landscape has forgot as far as all their other prospects. So there's really only two players there that we expect to have a high target share. And we don't forget met- about Daz Newsome. Who? <laughs> Daz, Daz Newsome, <laughs> no, man. North I know. Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about him. The guy that was just as bad as Diami Brown last year. I heard about him real quick. Stop talking about him so I forget about him again. <laughs> all right. uh, I already mentioned Jimmy Graham is gone. Uh, Chicago is 10th in vacated targets and eighth in vacated air yards. So there is a lot of fantasy goodness to be had with Cole Komet. All he really needs is just a little bit of that positive regression. But I fully believe that he will enter the top 12 uh, tight ends this year. And I think he's a dark horse to do, you know, what we've seen out of a few different tight ends lately, Dalton Schultz, Austin Hooper did it a few years back where out of nowhere, they jump into that top six tier. And I think Cole Komet could be that guy this year. Yeah, I like it. I like Cole Komet for a lot of reasons. One's I like to, I like this tape coming out. He's our number one rookie tight end coming out there. I like the situation he is. Like you mentioned, the number one thing I scream about tight ends is like where are the targets? Because that's mm-hmm. all that matters. You, it doesn't surprise me when you say there's a clear correlation to targets to um, fantasy finishes because mm-hmm. that's what you're looking at. And unfortunately, for most of these tight ends, there's just not enough targets to ever be tight end one. Even if they have the athleticism. Sure, if you take some of these guys and you put them in the Baltimore offense, yeah, they'd probably be in top three as well, right? Sure. That's where they're targeting. Um, the guy who I'm going to talk about saw a benefit of that uh, here shortly. So I like Cole Komet more than a lot of these guys. I and mean, Look at some of the guys that finished ahead of him even. Guys like uh, Hunter Henry, who, who did it for mostly on touchdowns. Rob Gronkowski, we're still not 100% he's even going to play this year. He was playing um, catch with... Uh, uh, Tom or something like oh. that shag and fly ball. Yeah. Said, catch, catch us in baseball. Yeah. Like <laughs> and those, and the, he wouldn't be out there doing that crap out in public. If he wasn't going to come back. And those Probably. are just guys that finished in the top 12. that I think he could kind of take a stu- step forward. And I think a big win for Cole Komet this year is just entering that next tier, right? To be that third tier tight end, anywhere from like tight end seven to tight end 11, which like, are all the same a, guys. A guy you can stream kind of reliably. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? With, with another player. I think that's, that's what you're looking for him for, from him, from him this yep. year. Yeah, I think that's the best point. To be a startable asset yeah. on your team uh, in tight end premium where you can finish as like, if he's in tight end premium league, like, oh, he'd be a wide receiver, high end wide receiver three. Right. He's not like matchup proof, I don't think, this year, but I think he does. To, I think he can take a big step forward just due to targets and, and yeah, just exactly. opportunity. It's our opportunity is what it is. For, for sure. It's big yeah. for a lot of these tight ends here. They, they don't like that. We're finally waiting because. We talked about this a couple of years, like, oh, the tight end market's finally going to expand, right? And it just have it just not has not done it, right. you know. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is going to enter that category. Can Gallus, Dallas Goddard maintain with the addition of AJ Brown and take a slight step forward for me in quarterback eight? David, David Njoku just got top five tight end money with a huge upgrade mm-hmm. at the quarterback position, and so obviously he's going to be targeted heavily, which right. is what we want, right? Because there's only yep. Amari Cooper there, so they didn't bring a number two receiver in. You envision now with the money they gave him that David Njoku with the number two with an increase in touchdowns. And he, and he could be on this list. He's going off the board at, as tight end 21. I was mm-hmm. I was actually kind of um, surprised none of us did him, to be honest. I, I, I felt like it was a cheap way out because he just got a new contract. So did, so did I. That's why I figured, ADP I figured just it. hasn't caught up. And, right. and there, I mean, right. obviously be a guy who comes out of nowhere this year to, like oh they didn't really see that coming but there's guys like irv smith jr coming off uh, injury uh tj hawkinson still has a clear athleticism to take a big step forward in the offense that enter the top tier mm-hmm. what will noah fant do in seattle you know uh who will be the guy in denver probably be nothing because it's Could gonna be, be the same guy throwing him the ball in seattle that was throwing him in denver <laughs> go, go ahead sorry it's a, it's, i didn't mean no, to it's, a, it's, a, it's just interesting so cole command has got a really good opportunity right. amongst his uh positional brethren right to yep. to take this step forward super athletic kid that played multiple sports so i think there's a good opportunity to be, uh, be one i like the player but i like the situation and when it comes to tight ends i could like the player as much as i want but how's the situation like? how's he getting fed and that it, that's the that's huge I, and i'm a big like talent over situation guy but 
tight end is the one time that I'll kind of concede on that because we've seen guys at tight end that are not that good, mm -hmm. but it's just they're the only option or they happen to be the apple of their quarterback's eye. Just or, go ahead and say Dalton Schultz. Just say Dalton Schultz. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Gary Barnage. Remember Gary yes. Barnage a little while yeah. back. Yeah. And then Gary, you see him every year. Cole Komet's got the youth on his side. Gary Barnes was a little older, catching footballs with his feet. But yeah, there is that opportunity. <laughs> every, every time. He's so good at <laughs> it. To be the Gare Bear. He's so um, good. You know Bear. what I mean? But you're right. The guy that's take a big step forward and who will be it in Cole Komet's an opportunity. Because some guys they even like, like Dallas Goddard, the addition AJ Brown, that hurts my Dallas Goddard shares most likely. You know, he's got well. paid. You know, that kind of that worries me just a little bit. Um, some of these guys, same thing, Mike Kosicki, a tight end I love that was franchise. They bring in Tyreek Hill. Guess what? They're going to target Tyreek Hill more than they're going to Mike, target Mike Kosicki. I, I almost picked Mike Kosicki as my sell. I didn't, but I almost picked him. And you can't because it, he did take a hit. You know what I mean? And that's, right. yep. and that's where it gets hard. And, and Matt's going to talk about this uh, later, but it, it is, it's an interesting topic we're going to cover in the next show about the tight ends. My tight end buy is Zach Ertz. So completely different side of the spectrum. Yep. This is a contender by only finished last year as tight end number five. He's going to turn 32 years this old, 32 years old this year. Here's this old 32 years. Now, now where that's a death sentence for anybody else, tight ends tend, tend to play a little bit longer to send a three year deal. So you probably got two more good years mm -hmm. of Zach Ertz. And again, he finishes tight end five after switching teams and switching teams is what really got me excited here. Yes, he did a lot of that damage when DeAndre Hopkins kind of went down uh, as well. So when he was averaging, I can't remember the numbers were exactly when he was playing, like 5.1 catches, about 52 yards right around there, um, which he ended up being like tight end four overall. You know, but he finished as tight end five, so not a big number here. And when DeAndre Hopkins was out, he saw a little bit bump there, but DeAndre Hopkins is out for the first six games here. Yep. They signed him to an extension. Uh, as, as the season went along, because you got to remember Zach Ertz was traded – it's when the season went along that he started to get a lot more comfortable in that offense. By the end of the year, he was playing over 90% of their total snaps there. He was averaging over 50 yards a game. He's got Kyler Murray there. They have a pretty solid offense. They bring in Marquise Brown, who's not a big red zone threat whatsoever. So the earlier part of the season, you should re see a return. But Zach Ertz has the athleticism. He has the history to show us that he can finish as that top five, top six tight end. Same thing. 32 years old is going to cost you pennies on the dollar if you're not a quarterback. So Zach Ertz right now, you could go trade for him in a tight end premium league. Probably, again, I haven't looked in the trade finder. My, I'm guessing uh, a higher third, a late second. But for a player that's going to be give you an edge over your opponents to help you carry, carry yourself to a championship, this is the guy at this position that I think gives you the best bang for your buck at tight end. Because when it comes to price tag, everybody else is going to cost you just a little bit more. Even one of the guys who I think is a sell is going to cost four times as much as what Zach Ertz is going to cost you today. And right now, I love the situation. I love what I saw last year as he progressed through that offense. Finished as tight end. When the year started, nobody's guessing Zach Ertz was finished as five with, with Dallas Goddard. Even when he gets traded, you're like, oh, I don't know how that's going to work right, out. Right. But he showed us that it does work. So I like Zach Ertz as my tight end back. I got a couple trades for you. Okay. Uh, Alan Lazard for Zach Ertz. Uh, 24 third and a 2023 third for Zach Ertz. Like both those? Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, the Ertz on both of those, for sure. And remember, these are late thirds because you're a contender. Right? I, I won't hear that Zach Ertz and a, sec, a 22 second for a different 22 second and a fourth. So I mean, it's obviously your bump up. Yeah, right, it's a bump up there for the person. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Zach Ertz, and I think for for all of the reasons that you mentioned, as far as you're only looking for a short window. This isn't this isn't the guy that you're building your tight end room around. This isn't right. Mark Andrews or Kyle Pitts or it, you know it's not any of these high end guys. But we've seen him perform at a high level. We've seen him do it now also in this same offense that he's in. We know it's a high-flying offense. We know that there are targets to go around. So, uh, you know, I I think it's a great move for those contending teams, even if they have a starting tight end. Mm -hmm. With how inexpensive Zach Ertz is, how great of a backup, or if it's tight end premium, possibly flex play, that he could be for, for that price because – Nothing's worse than you put all your eggs in on the Travis Kelsey basket and he gets hurt week 13 and 
you have nothing left at tight end. Well, I would much rather have a guy that I feel pretty good about being a top eight tight end next year yeah. to, to be his backup that will cost you relatively nothing. It'll cost you the same price that it would to get, and probably more than, or less than it would cost to get Irv Smith or, you know, any of those Absolutely. types of normal tight end twos with upside. Just because his age. And, and it would be a perfect guy to pair with the last guy you talked about. Like if, if, if you have everything else around you and you got a guy, guy like Cole Komet as your tight sure. end, this would be a perfect guy to just grab, throw on your team and kind of... A little of, bit safer. A little bit safer. You got your, your safety and your upside. Exactly. You got your safety and your upside and you're, and you're good to go long-term and this year. Um, yeah, you're talking about tight end average 12 points per game and just standard, not even tight end premium. And... I mentioned this on the on last show or the show before that. Like, this is my favorite time of the year to grab these guys. Zach Ertz, Matt's, that, the Matt Ryans, right? Like, when I'm a contender, I'm real big on adding depth. And people, and that's what people get a little too comfortable. You mentioned sometimes, like, one injury, uh, a three week hiatus. It's not even a season end injury, but mm-hmm. always going to be out for three weeks. And then they had to buy. They're probably going to be back after the buy. So it's four right. weeks. They expanded the IR to four weeks, by the way, this year. So I, don't think, I don't even think we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll take an extra four week games yeah. is a third of your fantasy football season. A third of your fantasy football season. So what I love to do when I know I'm a true contender, I start to look at these bottom barrel teams and look at what veterans they have on their rosters. The Adam Thielens, the Matt Ryans, the Zacherts, the guys that only have a year or two left, but still offer value mm-hmm. um, to your team. They just don't hold real value in the dynasty community. You can buy these guys for pennies out of a dollar. And now's the time to do it because they are so cheap. People get that rookie fever, so you can get them for uh, cheap draft picks now, draft picks in the future because mm-hmm. teams are rebuilding. Once the when- season comes around, they're producing. The price tag goes up. More, you have more interested yep. teams. Mm-hmm. People kind of hold like, "Hey, you need him more than I need your third. You know what I mean, right. like they get a little bit more desperate. This is the perfect time of year to do this. Mm-hmm. It's such a great move that a lot of contenders don't think about doing because when they look at their team, they see a contender. They have good. They have a good roster. They have a couple backups here and there, but it could fall apart pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. when you are in, when you're a contender. More times than not, you've committed some draft capital to get you there. If your team's more than three years old, the, right. the, the league is. So doing a move like this is a really good way to solidify yourself, to give you a better chance to come on top. Because I see it too many times, guys. I see it too many times. These teams have these great rosters in Dynasty. And we know that the free agent pool is slim to none. And then all of a sudden comes the playoffs, and they get a bad luck at a bye you know, somebody forgot to set their settings. It's a week, you know, 14 by mm-hmm. or worse yet, a guy's just banged up for a game or two or forbid your one playoff game is with the game. He's going to miss the one playoff game. And you don't have a suitable backup because you went in a little bit too confident on the season. These are the moves you make. These are the buys you buy because you're paying nothing for them. And guess what? Come playoff push. If your guy's pretty healthy and there's another playoff team, if you want, if you're okay doing that, you could probably still sell and get what we mentioned early for the better return that you even paid. Matt, who's your tight end buy? All right, so my tight end buy, I am going to go youth and upside here. Ooh, okay. All right. Dynasty I'm, darling. I'm going Donald Parham sandwich, chicken Ooh. parm. Um, he's going right now, he's going, uh, according to Fantasy Pros ADP, he's going 309th overall, which is tight end 31. Basically, um, basically free. So he's tight end uh, forty two on sleeper. There we go. Okay. Damn, just got cheaper, son. Just got cheaper. Save so he's money. only twenty four years old. This will be his third year coming out of um, Stetson, um, the FCS school Stetson, where he had eighty five receptions for th- oh, thirteen hundred and nineteen yards and thirteen touchdowns his senior year. That's a so lot. yeah, this is a dude that um, definitely put up some crazy numbers in the past. Um, last year, obviously, you know shortened season due to the uh nasty concussion with about three games left but um he was he was tight end 40 on the year um and he missed the three games like i said but the chargers the big thing with the chargers is obviously um jared cook moved on they have the third highest vacated targets from the tight end position specifically and it's 103 targets overall they did sign um gerald Everett Gerald Everett in, in yep. the offseason and they have and, trey mckitty was a third round pick i believe and they have trey mckitty right but 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 uh, if you dig into Gerald uh, Everett's past, um, obviously he's got a bunch of injuries and stuff like that, but he's very, very consistently stuck at this around 60 target mark. 
And that leaves about 40 to 45, depending on how many he actually gets vacated targets. And last last season, in his shortened season, he had 20, uh, Donald Parham had 27 targets, which leaves roughly 67 60, targets. 60 something targets we'll left, 69 for le- left over. Okay. So. Um, you know, Trey McKitty, I'm not, I'm not banking on any rookie to just jump in right away and, and steal a job from any one of these vet, veterans that's uh, have been kind of around for a little bit. So I'm going to bank on him getting some, some pretty large chunk of that. And, and even if he gets just, damn it, where did I put it? Anyway, I, uh, if he gets the, if he gets the, the vacated targets that I think he's going to get, which is around just 40 extra, uh, on top mm-hmm. of what he had. He, he's going to end up, I, I extrapolated all the numbers. It's around 50, 50 receptions, 475 yards, and eight touchdowns, which isn't, I don't think, crazy numbers for him. Eight to, touchdowns is a lot. He's six foot eight. That, he's that, a, he's eight a, touchdowns amongst tight ends would have finished is the th- tied for third best. No, right. no, sorry. Eight would have tied for second best amongst all tight ends. He had year. three last year on 20, on 20 receptions. So he's a big-time red zone uh, target. That's, that's, that's kind of where they use him the absolute most. So I was... I didn't. I wasn't generous. I didn't. I didn't pull these numbers from anywhere. He had three last year. He had three the year before when he only had ten receptions. Mm-hmm. So they use him there, right. and that's kind of where they. That's where they really target him. I mean, it, it was good for one hundred forty five. One hundred forty five point five um, points, which was around tight end thirteen, which. I know it sounds crazy. Which, but honestly, man, I think you're almost talking about like literally what Hunter Henry did. Right. Like he was tight end ten last year. But 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 if you get if if you see who he is, six foot eight, you've seen him put up crazy touchdown numbers on on a very small sample size, I know. But if you just extrapolate and get him more get him more work, I think he can be one of the bigger red zone threats from the tight end position. And that could be a huge bump for him. And if you look at how much how cheap he is right now on the trade finder. It's, it's crazy. It's 20. I bet he's on a waiver wire in some people. I list. bet you he is. I mean, he's going for fourth round draft picks. He's going for a 20, uh, a 22 third and Donald Parm for a 23, a uh, 24 fourth. Like mm-hmm. it's just crazy how much value is there. And the guy has got insane upside just based on his height, just on the, the way he moves. He's six foot eight. He's like 245 pounds. He moves like a giant like a wide receiver, receiver yeah. and he's a big time, uh, red zone threat and and I know it's Stetson but 1300 yards and 13 touchdowns it's it's those are the kind of like who where the hell did this guy come from type yeah. of numbers open up your passing lanes like it opened up your heart valves right exactly so <laughs> so and he's coming into his third year there that's always the big year for tight ends I I've seen what Gerald Everett is I think we all have we know he's 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 just an eh type of tight end. So, so, so this is, this is the guy on, on the roster that I see could have like explosive big time numbers and kind of come out of the blue. Cause they've got these other two hotness things that, that some people like Gerald Everett, obviously a lot of people like Trey McKitty, mm-hmm. but Donald Parm could have a very sneaky season where he just pops up out of nowhere and just explodes. And he's very, very cheap. And that's what, that's what makes him my buy. And I just love it because of the price factor. Like yeah. there's literally zero risk involved. Exactly. You know, and those, there's any player that offers upside like what Matt said, right? Like, and all he has to just do is, if he does what Matt said he does, he's he's Hunter Henry's tight end over ten overall. Like that's an asset. That's a startable asset. It's definitely a superflex league. So, anytime you get any kind of player that offers that kind of upside for nothing, those are moves. Those are moves as a as a competent dynasty owner you have to make every single time, just because you have to take those risks. And yes, for those kind of moves, you're going to strike out more than you're gonna sure. you're gonna yeah. hit. But you're probably going to hit more than that rookie pick you would have picked. But it's, it's again, it's not a second round draft pick. It's, it's a fourth. It's right. a fourth Head, for the again, most part. When you miss, right. you're, you don't. You don't you, it's like it's like you struck out, but the catcher dropped it, and you still got him first. You right. can you can make up a fourth round draft pick on literally any trade. Yes. That I on me like if if somebody was like, oh, dude, you got to throw in your fourth. I would just okay, fine. fine. Let's just close the door on this deal. Let's get it done. I don't care. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, that I just, is you're right. The fourth round pick is a hundred percent. Reobtainable asset. Yeah. Yes. hundred percent. You're right. Throw in on any single trade, like any, any trade. trade. You're like, eh, I don't know, dude, if you're throwing your fourth, I'll close the deal. That's <laughs> like, right. All right. If you miss on par him, all you have to do is say next time somebody offers you a trade and you're, you want to accept it. Like 
If you throw in the fourth, I'll make it done. It, you'll get that back every time. You should just do that every time. <laughs> 100%. Look at all those fourth-round draft picks That's you got. That's going to be the newest dynasty. <laughs> fourth-round like, rich. Any, any fourth trade round. you're about to get, you'll be like, yeah, but I'm going to need the fourth I'm on top. You're like, four. dude, every time with you, be like, yeah, I'm on the fourth. I have horror. so many shares of Jelani Woods. It's <laughs> how, great. How many trades did you make this year? Hold on. Let me count my fourths. <laughs> <laughs> I got your 23 fourth, your 25th fourth. I got your great-grandson fourth. This is great. Working out well for I me. I have 12 fourths. <laughs> That's I've, all of that. I've okay. got the fourth round, don't I? So this is it for our QB buys, yep. tight end buys. We're going to jump into our next episode, the Nerd Herd episode, which you're, uh, we're going to talk about some QB tight end cells. Mm, if you're new to the team. show, the Nerd Herd episode is part of the Nerd Herd. All you got to do is go to DynastyNerds.com, check it out. It's one of the huge bonuses you get besides the Dynasty GM, the greatest Dynasty tool in the world today. The Dynasty Nerds film room, the Nerd score, and so much more at DynastyNerds.com. Check us out. Try it out for a price of a cup of coffee a day. You get all kinds of cool stuff, Dynasty Info. But most importantly, you get this bonus podcast where you get to hear us talk for an hour about all kinds of cool stuff, Dynasty related. Mm. Don't forget to support our partners, FFPC, Ultimate Autographs, and of course, Prize Picks. Check out our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, like button, notification. We have a lot of tons of unique free content over there. Garrett does a video about once a week minimum because... He has to. Because it's my job. <laughs> and he likes doing it. He does such a good job doing it. So check us out there. Obviously, you can find the show on there as well. And if you got the time and you got the heart, leave us a rating and view on iTunes. Five stars. Sorry, I was doing an adios. Adios. <laughs>